This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on? What do I do, guys? I can't hear anything. What do I do? Drew, could you hear something in yours? No, right? Are you on best of? Are you on best of? We have dead air? We got to put a best of on Drew. We're going to lose every station we have. A thing sucks. Who is your daddy? And what does he do? End of day. The freedom of speech is being taken away. And welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Live and direct right now on the TuneIn Radio app. Search End of Days and you'll find the 24-7 network. Or go to michaeldeacon.com. My guest tonight is Sophia Stewart. She is a child prodigy, prolific writer, poet, mother of the Matrix as she is affectionately known. She wrote the book The Third Eye when she was still in college. This ingenuous work, copywritten since 1981, is the foundation and contains the core elements of the blockbuster films, The Terminator, and The Matrix. She has received numerous awards for her achievements over the many, uh, many past few years. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another dose of the Michael Deacon program. Always an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you to those listening here in America and those who listen. Outside of America, thank you for your great support. In a moment, Sophia will be joining me here live. Matter of fact, I believe she is waiting for me now. Let's bring her in. And uh, Sophia, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Glad to uh, be on your show tonight. Me too. I'm glad you could finally be here. I've been meaning to reach out to you for quite some time now. So I'm glad this finally came to fruition. Yeah, because I really have a story to tell people that I'm sure they've been waiting for for a long time. Oh, yes. But before we begin, how, how do you feel? Are you feeling well tonight? Oh, yeah, I feel well every night. I feel great. Um, I'm from New York City. I live currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada. And you know the weather in, in Las Vegas is nice. Oh, yeah. It's nice and warm. Is it warm out there right now? So we're, oh, yeah. We're wearing, kind of, wearing summer, clo- summer clothes. Actually, it's been kind of windy out here in Southern California. Oh yeah, because Cali is kind of different from Vegas. We get some weird weather, but sometimes we get some really hot weather, you know. Oh yeah, and, and people dreadful. are like they, they were. They had a swimming pool party a couple of days ago, so that just shows you how hot it's been for the last couple of days. Oh, certainly, pool certainly. Party. 
Now, Sophia, let, let's go back in time here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and growing up. I, I understand, you know, you were, you were really into writing at a very early age, if I recall. That's correct. Uh, I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker. And I started writing actually when I was in the seventh grade. A college professor, you know, took interest in us. You know, he substituted for my teacher, the regular teacher, because she got sick. And he told us that all he knew about was writing and that he was going to teach us to write. So can you imagine? I've been writing since the seventh grade. And so by the time I got into college, I'm a, I'm a master writer. And my teachers, which are very famous and well-known, are just totally amazed at my writing. I mean, my to, to name a few of them, Max Siegel, uh, you know, Big Apple Play, uh, Max Siegel, a uh, former journalist with the New York Times, uh, Emil Capulia, he's an essay critic and author, uh, and Big Apple playwright Paul Carey, and then over at USC, Leon Roth, whose, whose son is the screenwriter, Eric Roth, that wrote Forrest Gump, and he won a, an Oscar for Airport 79. Ah, yes. So those were some of, some of my teachers, and so they were, like, amazed by my gifts. But I have been writing for a long time, like Tiger Wood has been playing golf since he was three years old, and Venus and Serena was playing tennis when they were in, you know, elementary school. So there there was an elementary school playing, I mean, writing, excuse me, um, writing. Right. And, and where did this in, where did this influence come from, Sophia? Well, I believe it came from my father. My father's being gifted and a number of things. Uh, I'm a prodigy. And my son is also, he when he was three to four years old, uh, his IQ is 160. And so I already knew I was doing taxes when I was a teenager. Uh, and I had a natural gift. And I was doing payroll as a teenager. And I was doing grown people's taxes. I scored a 98 on the IRS exam, which is mathematics. So I'm a polymath like Tesla and Leonardo da Vinci. Because in Matrix and Terminator, I'm talking about quantum physics, ancient sacred geometry, and calculus. That's what's jumping off the screen at you when Trinity tells Tank to download her. I'm talking about downloading um, barcodes, computerized warfare with drones, and I'm talking about body scanners and food scanners. And I'm playing computer games in 1980, the Atari games and some of the other ones. Yes. I know that blows your mind. Yeah, but I'm, does. I'm doing amazing things. You really were, and at such an early age. And in college, you wrote the book The Third Eye, correct? Yeah, I wrote The Third Eye Matrix, a script. I wrote both the, the script and the book. And when you see the microchip clone naked without shame Terminator, I created that. Uh, you gotta, you gotta realize the science fiction writers before me, the, the older ones, they were writing, uh, from the visionary H.G. Wells' old, you know, clankety clank metal robot. Correct, yeah. H.G. Wells, cause H.G. Wells was born in a period of the iron industry. I was born during the digital age. So I'm introducing the first virtue images, you know, that's going up and down the telephone line, you know, the Matrix character, Neo and Trinity and Morpheus and so forth, while their bodies are sleeping the shit. A concept that had never been seen on the screen ever before. You know, like the red and the blue pills, right. you know, the evolution of consciousness, man versus the machine. 
You know, this had never been seen with a clone microchip. And I'm introducing the chip to people. Artificial intelligence, but he's chipped and he's soulless. And the word matrix, see, the people who stole my work, they had no idea, had never read the Bible, didn't know that matrix was a Latin word for the woman's womb, had no idea that it was a 7,000-year-old word that came from the King James's Bible, mentioned five times in Scripture, three times in Exodus, two times in Numbers. And anybody can Google it while I'm speaking about it. Exodus 34th chapter, 19th verse, God says, He who opens the matrix, come out of the woman's womb of his children born with souls, including the female animals. A soul is like having a seed, Michael. Yes. Because when man creates watermelons and he creates grapes, seedless grapes and seedless watermelons and seedless oranges, those are GMOs. Those are genetic modified organisms that man created in the lab, laboratory food that you're eating. Oh, yes. Because God, God created, every, yeah, God, everything God created has a seed. It's a living thing that that continues life. Life is perpetuated. I mean, it's an endless cycle. Oh, yes. So when you see, when you see uh, soulless things, that's like, that's Frankenstein. You know, you go to 1861. And you're reading Mary Shelley's book, and she's describing a a clone. But she's only describing it from her period of time, sewing body parts together. And then where Dr. Frankenstein, he has these lightning rods in his neck. And Dr. Frankenstein has to take him up into the electricity during a storm, the same way that Benjamin Franklin was able to capture electricity with the with the kite in a, in a key. The key is the metal. And the, and the rods on Frankenstein's neck is the same way. Yes, and Sophia, back in 1999, The Matrix was released. And I remember waiting to see it for the very first time. And once I did, I thought it was one of the greatest movies ever created. It generated a tremendous amount of uh, revenue. I'm, I'm wondering, do you still recall the very first time you saw that trailer for that film? Of course I do. Were you enraged? I remember if it was yesterday. No, I was not enraged. There's mm -hmm. no reason to be enraged. It's just, I was just surprised to see my work on the screen. Well, of course. I, I would have I would been shocked. No well, I wasn't shocked. I was surprised mm -hmm. uh, because no one had paid me for it because you got to realize that uh, I was already an entrepreneur as a little kid, and I was already doing accounting and taxes and all of that. So... Seeing my work on the screen, my concern being a paralegal at that time, because I studied to be an attorney and, and a doctor, and I had a degree already, a degree in journalism, a double major in law and psychology. So I went to USC film school, the graduate school there, and uh, graduated from the City University of New York. So I have a knowledge, you know, knowledge that other people wouldn't have knowledge of. So yeah. I called the legal I called the legal department over at Warner Brothers and got their attorneys and they know who I was because I had copyrights. My my copyrights were eighty one, eighty three, and eighty four. The Terminator didn't come out until October the twenty sixth, nineteen eighty four, and my copyrights came before that. And so when I called over there, they knew who I was because they had already uh, they knew my copyrights. My my address is on my copyrights. 
Bronx, New York, and I'm from Bronx, from the Bronx, Riverdale, New York. That's the that's a section of the Bronx. So they already knew about me, and they offered me $5 million. They were scared because they had stolen copyrighted work, a script and a book that was copywritten. Yeah, they lifted your material. I, yeah, they adapted my material to the screen the same way you, you do the Gravity book, the Gravity movie, the Maze book, the Maze movie, Lords of the Ring book, Lords of the Ring movies, and the Hobbit book, the Hobbit movie. They they do that all the time, and a lot of people are not aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course. Lots of people's work does, does get lifted. Uh, we see it all the time, and, and that brings me to another uh, question here. How do you feel about today's modern films? Are you kind of tired of all the... The, the new renditions of, of old classics being remade constantly. Well, this is the deal. I try to tell people that the problem that Hollywood and most people have is coming up with original work like Matrix and Terminator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the old formula that Hollywood uses, that's an everyday practice. Right. And they can't right. buy it. When they can't buy it or steal it, then they have to go back to the old, you know, serving, serving up. Roseanne Barr and, you know, the, and, yeah. you know, they go back to, uh, you know, the Smurfs, they go back to King Kong and Godzilla. They go back to what's safe, uh, in other words. Yes, they go back to stuff that's old and tried, the old same formula. Yes, and we, I have this conversation all the time with, with different folks, and I, I always say Hollywood just, you're, I'm, I'm disappointed personally since I, lo I love films a lot. And I see Hollywood just rehash all, all this old material, and you would you would think with all the great minds that we do have, we we can't come up with a uh, with anything original for once. Exactly, that's true. That's yeah, a shame, really. I wonder why that is. What's holding What's holding uh, these scripts back from being made into great new blockbusters? Uh, what's holding back is people are scared they're going to steal their work. That's what's holding back creativity right now and why you're not getting as much as original work. Hollywood, uh, they do not want to pay. They want to steal. And, you know, and that actually breaks the diversity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, are there any new films that you watched recently that you actually enjoyed? Well, uh, Black Panther film is out now. and. You like I, that? I knew that that was going to be a, well. Uh, I'm not saying that I disliked it mm -hmm. or like it or dislike it. I I know what it is going to do. I was prophesizing about it because I'm the oracle. The oracle is based on myself being a visionary seer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew that it was going to be a game changer. That it was going to change the way Hollywood, you know, operate now. Because back in the day. Well, they always said that black movies and black people don't support black movies and they, they don't make any money off of black movies, but they were really sabotaging black movies, uh, you know, but they, they wouldn't tell you that, but they would make sure that by the time black people got ready to see the movies or people of color, uh, they would have them out of the theaters and they would sabotage, do different little saboteuring things, uh, you know, what they do. But they were shocked uh, that, you know, that the Black Panther movie and Disney, Disney is the, is the one ABC that broke my story October the 17th, 2003. And Disney owns Marvel 
and they and they own Star Wars, those two giant franchises. But Disney is not afraid to explore with black people or people of color, like what they did with Star Wars, and they brought in a black superhero to be an equal in Star Wars, and a lot of people got really pissed off about it. Yeah, that, now that's true. Come out. Some people did get, yeah, get and, oh, angry about that over really nothing. Yeah, they got very angry because they're not they're not looking at how the world, how we all working together to save the world. You know, it's not just one uh, one one entity, one tribe. That there are no such thing as races. If you go back in the Bible, it's all tribes. But there's not no one tribe saving the world, no one entity saving the world. It's all of us working together, like the United Nations, the UN. We're all working together to save each other. Yeah, I, I think one. that's what I said on the very last show, that we are all one. And it, it seems like people that are, uh, let, let's just say they are very political and they lean to either left or the right. It, it, in this time, it seems like we are just entirely too divided and against each other at, at this point. It, it's a very strange time to be around, especially in, in 2018. Yeah, I agree with you. Even though the changes are here and changes are coming and changing is, is inevitable because that's what life is all about. It's perpetuated. It's continuing. It's ongoing. So as long as you're living, the changes are going to come. You know, changes are coming and changes are here to stay, no matter if we are leaving here or coming in or leaving. So the only thing that's happening for the people here. The moment someone is being born, someone is dying. The moment someone is dying, someone is being born. That means that the people are they're making an entrance, and then they're making an exit out yeah, of here. the circle of life. Yeah, a circle of life. But if you go back, you know, in any given period of time, because there are many civilizations that have lived here, thousands, maybe millions, who knows? Yeah. But it's been, been tons and tons of years because... Their artifacts are here, what they used to live in, what they used to eat out of, what they used to drive a ride in, or who they were. All of this is still here. But who are the people and what happened to them? That's right. They came in and they left here. And the earth was never, I repeat, the earth was never destroyed. Yes, the flood came in and wiped out all the people. Right that had done some really drastic things, corruption. But that's all that was removed from here, and not, not everyone, because God always leaves it where it starts all over again. No, nothing ever just totally leaves, because everything has to start all over again. And I always tell people, do not worry about that. You come here for a reason, and you're here for a purpose. Find out what that reason and that purpose is and get busy. And do not worry about the presidents and the politics and the rumors of wars and wars and ignorance and guns and all of this other stuff. Rest your mind assured that everything is going to be fine. Concentrate on good and what you have to do to make things better for others. That's the most important thing, living. Oh, yes. Not worrying. Very not true. Not trying to control because nothing else is going on, but you come in in here and you leaving out of here. And nobody knows the day and hour that they're going to be here and leave out of here. And they will tell me, well, what about this? And 
what if about this is going to happen in the future? I say, well, you, you might not even be here for that. <laughs> There's a lot of people that Certainly. worried about that, and they're already gone, and it never happened. Yeah, that's very it true. It never happened. Yes, we've just become so extended from the true purpose of, of life. We concentrate on things that don't necessarily have any real purpose for, for our, for our uh, time here. And going back to what you just said earlier, um, just recently there was again an, another shooting out here in California. And it seems like that's kind of an issue we, we've got going on here. And I did want to get your opinion on that really quickly here. It seems like we've been having these nonstop shootings. It's almost become the new normal here in the well, 21st you know, century. That has, that has everything to do with the Second Amendment of the Constitution and why some people feel that others should give up their rights to bear arms. But the Constitution said that we must always be able to bear arms because in case the government is corrupted, will be able to overthrow it. But if you don't have any guns, you won't be able to do that. And it's just somebody's idea that if they put enough fright in the people, which the people has public opinion, and public opinion, the people has the power. Like the late John Kennedy, uh, President John Kennedy said that the power was with the people, and the power has always been with the people, and you can fool the people some of the time, but you couldn't fool the people all of the time. And maybe some people feel that they can fool the people and get the people to give up their guns. But see, the gun is nothing but an innate object. It will lay there until someone pick it up. Now, the person who picks it up is the one that is going to use it for either good or evil. And you can't determine that. You cannot go into a man's heart. You can't go into a man's mind. You can't go into his soul to see what he's going to do when he picks up that gun. Correct. Nobody knows what happens when somebody picks up the gun, whether it's a kid pick up the gun, whether it's a teacher pick up the gun, whether it's a military man, a policeman, a, a, a judge, a doctor, whoever. No one knows what's going to happen. You cannot determine that, no matter who you are. But everybody needs to understand that the gun is an innate object. In other words, it'll lay there until someone picks it up and uses it. How it's going to be used, you, there's no way you can tell. It could be one day, it could be good one day, and tomorrow he could have something wrong with him mentally. He could have a brain seizure and go out and start shooting everybody. That's going to happen no matter what. You have to fill your spaces with good in God, put a prayer in of protection. And that's what we had in schools back in the day when I was going to school, and I don't know how old you are, Michael, but back in the day, the baby boomers, we had God in our school. We prayed. Yes. And we didn't have mm -hmm. any killing or shooting. Yeah, it's terrible. Like like I mentioned, here in the 21st century, now, in 2018, it, we've, we've already had many shootings already. And, and we in 2018 just started. It, it's ridiculous, really. And by the way, you are very religious, Sophia, and that brings well, me. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not religious at all. I'm very spiritual. You're very spiritual. But I Correct. am not religious. Religious means that I follow after men and I listen to men and I follow like like Jim Jones and the cults, these cults and stuff. I know I'm I'm spiritual. I learned the laws and spirituality of God. 
I learned the laws, the universal laws that governs this earth that are invisible. And let me give you an example of that. It's called gravity. When you throw something up, it has to come down. That's the law of gravity. It might come down on the top of your head. But when you throw something up, it has to come down. If you dig a hole, the law said it has to be sealed. It could be filled with dust. It could be filled with debris. It could be filled with trash. It could be filled with rain. You know what I'm talking about? Correct, yes. But it has to be sealed. Right. Well, these laws that God has, these invisible laws, they govern the earth. And when you learn these laws and you put these laws into effect, these are the things that protect you. This is how I won the court case, Michael. I think about the David and the Goliath story. Now, come on, Michael. I went up against billionaires. You sure did. They had lawyers. Yeah, they had lawyers that you can wrap around the building. So now, how was I able to beat them? I couldn't have beat them if I was religious, Michael. You know, I was going to ask you about about reincarnation in the afterlife. But before we do, uh, going back to that, I, I, now I'm curious. Did you ever have any contact with the Wachowski brothers at all? No, I never had any contract with the Wachowskis. It was theft. It was criminal. And they're going to go to jail. So you've never, so of you've never had Warner Brothers executives and people. But yeah, I, I, was, I was always curious if you ever had any one-on-one interaction with either one of them. And now one of the brothers when I, is. When I tried mm-hmm. to talk to them, they ran from me. They were scared and ran. Really? Now I did try. I did try to talk to them. Did you try talking? They were mm-hmm. afraid. Did, did you try talking yeah, to them they, at a, a conference or something? Oh no! I called them and they uh, ran from the phone. Oh, they okay. actually ran. I see. Uh, because the 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 people told me that they were afraid to come on the phone. They literally yes. ran. Understood. Well, that's terrible. I, I kind of wished you had well, actually confronted them. Well, I could have confronted them, but I still felt they would have ran because, as you can see, they've never been on any talk shows saying they wrote the Matrix or explaining it to That's people true. because it'd be a dep- it'd be a deposition that a fraud that could be used against them to actually put them in jail. So you're never going to see them talk about they wrote the Matrix ever on anything. And uh, another thing is they don't even know what the Matrix is. They don't have a clue. They they didn't have a clue until they were listening to my interview. A lot of people didn't even know what the Matrix was. Do you know what shocked them was that they didn't know that Matrix, the word Matrix was a generic word that came out of the Bible. Out of the, and out of the Bible, right. Out of the King. Yeah, they didn't know King that. King James, right. They didn't know what they, they didn't know the third eye Matrix. Look, the third eye Matrix. On Earth, we have two eyes, but. There's a third eye, the all-seeing, all-knowing eye of God. That's the third eye because there's another eye, God. He sees everything. And the matrix, the woman's womb, because God's children come through the womb. They have souls. They're three-dimensional beings. The astral body, that's the shadow body. That's the, that's the spiritual body. And then the physical body, which takes nine months or 36 weeks, that's the vehicle. That's what... James Cameron calls the avatar with this demon possession, but that is not an avatar. That is a body. And anytime you steal a body, it's called demon possession. An avatar itself is an ascending master that controls the elements, fire, wind, water, and air, and the earth. So now let's go back. The body, 36 weeks, nine months. And then the third body is the vibrancy. 
the soul, it's magnetism that you see on the grids. Yes. It's vibrancy, meaning magnetism, vibrancy, you know, life, energy. Oh, yes. Frequency, yes. And so God's children are these 3D beings. But man was jealous of God's children, and he said, let us create our children in our image, mankind, or a kind of man, but he couldn't create the soul. So let me teach you what cloning is. So man took an egg, and he took the DNA from a living being, or he took the DNA from a horse or from a sheep, and he, and he is under the microscope, a powerful microscope, he has a syringe where he inserts the DNA of a living being or he inserts the DNA of a horse or a, or a sheep. And he put it inside of this egg through a syringe and he takes this egg and he needs a, a womb. He needs a woman womb. If he's going to clone a human being, he needs a woman's womb. And if he's going to clone a horse, he's gonna, he needs a female horse womb to use. If he clones a sheep, he needs a female sheep's womb. And he puts the egg inside of the womb, and the egg grows, and the mother, the female, nourishes that egg, and out come a full clone that looks just like a living being or looks just like the horse it just cloned or looks like the sheep it just cloned. Mm. Now, the horse may have different markings on it, and so will the sheep, and so will the living being. But this is cloning. They don't teach you this, what I just taught you. What I'm teaching everybody who's going to listen to this interview. Oh, yes. This is how cloning is. Now, these things that were cloned, they're called a shadow of the living being because they don't have any soul. They're seedless. They don't have a seed. And let me explain to you about that. Take, for instance, the, the mule. The mule is a GMO, a genetically modified organism. Right. Because... Man wanted, and it's created by man in, in the lab. Man wanted something strong but big like the horse. He wanted something big like the horse, but the horse is weak. But he wanted something strong and tough like the donkey, but he's little. So he took the DNA from the donkey and the DNA from a horse, and he created the mule. He crossbred, and he created the mule, which the mule is big and he's strong. He's big like a horse. And he's strong just like that little donkey. And he looked like the donkey. But he cannot have a baby. He's seedless. Seedless means soulless and seedless means you cannot have a baby. You cannot replicate. You can't have another one of you. You have to go into the lab and create this test tube baby, yes. this petri dish baby, this artificial inseminated baby, or, uh, you know, or genetically modified sexual baby. Yeah. So they go in, they sexually modify their sex. But they make them seedless. They're born seedless. They won't be able to have any children because they have no souls. Yes. They're created by man. And if man creates these artificial intelligence, this is what the artificial, the AI really is. And this is why it fights against the living soul. That's why... If you go back and you look, uh, Michael, at the old black and white body snatcher movies or the no, old, you know, film. the color one. Right. Well, it's, it's talking about cloning and it's talking about soulless and seedless beings. It's talking about how the clones are fighting against the living beings and, and that you don't know who's soulless and seedless 
until someone jumps off the building and then they want to find out how many souls are out there. And when somebody starts screaming and getting all emotional or crying, then they, they know that's not a clone. Because when you saw the microchip terminator that I created, yeah. he's time traveling from the past. This sounds like Terminator, indeed. From the future, that is the Terminator, because that's, I created that. Yeah, so it Terminator sounds like. is past, present, and future time, time travel. Terminator is the prequels of the beginning of the Matrix story. Yeah, it's yeah. It's epic story. The, that's what, Sarah, what, what blew me, what? yeah, what blew me away was, I, I didn't know that Sarah Connor is Neil's mother. Yes, Sarah Connor is Neil's mother. I didn't know that. The, the Terminator, he looks like he's wrapped in flesh. He's a microchip cyborg, and but nobody in the future knows that he's not human because he's wrapped in flesh, killed but cannot be killed. He's coming to kill Sarah Connor because she's going to have Neo, the one that's going to grow up to destroy the machines in the future. And if you if you play the three movies, the three Terminators, and then put the three, go into the three Matrix movie, it all makes sense because. I had to do away with Matrix Two and Three and make them a dream because they were they were they were kind of dysfunctional. They didn't make any sense except in a dream state because I wrote the Second Coming of Life, mm -hmm. the Evolutions of Consciousness, Man versus the Machine. The Evolutions of Consciousness mean a dream within a dream or a wheel within a wheel, like he's equal. Or you sleep or you awake. So I had to make two and three a dream, and that Neo and Morpheus and uh, Trinity never died. That Neo and Trinity actually wake up, and the and the and the Matrix saga just continues ongoing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because you can't kill out, you can't kill the Matrix and Terminator because you can't write it. You you don't go and destroy Picasso's paintings because you can't paint another. You can't paint one. Exactly. You you put your name on his work, and then everybody you got the money, you got paid for. It, but well, hey, everybody's looking for the next episode. Where's the next one? Right. But and, you you, mm -hmm. you go ahead. I was just gonna say the yeah the last Matrix movie and the last <laughs> and the last Terminator movie uh, was not good. Well, the uh, Terminator Four yeah. and, and Genesis was horrible. It was awful. It, you, well, you know why they Terminator Five is Rebirth of the Machines, and I'm going to come out with that to clear up everything. Ah. So Terminator Five actually takes off from from three because see the first three Terminators are correctly adapted from the book, but when you look at four, since Schwarzenegger is a Nazi. Uh, you see Nazism in Terminator 4. You see the French resistance, because come on, the resistance, that's from the French resistance. You see the burnt out buildings of Berlin and London in the background, the teleplay. You see the trains where the Jews were taken on the trains and the minefields, you know, and the old, uh, old, term the old, uh, Hitler's motorcycles and helmets. It was so horrible that fans walked out of there because they, they he wanted to give a Nazi message. And then when you look at Genesis, it's so horrible. It doesn't have anything to do with the Terminator, the first three Terminator movies. If you look at the yeah, it, it doesn't. go back, everybody, and yeah, go back and look at four and look at Genesis. It does have no kind of concept to the Matrix. And, and by the way, so nothing at all. 
And and by the way, Sophia, yeah. you, you've never had any contact with any of the actors of of these films, like uh, Schwarzenegger or uh, Keanu Reeves. No, no, uh, I I did have some contact with some. Oh, okay. Um, I did have contact with with Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger was trying to buy the Terminator. <laughs> really? Uh, copyright copyright from me for five million dollars. Wow. And he got mad when I told he got mad when I told him no. <laughs> And he he wanted to know what did I want? What can he give me? And I told him I gave him the very line that he had in that movie when they cloned him. It, I, it was either in 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 end of days or six days or whatever, where he was cloned and they took him from his family. Uh, and he fought to get his family back. And I told him I wanted my life back because that's what he had used in the movie. And I mean that really just made him really angry. And then I met and took pictures with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who plays Morpheus. I met uh, Marcus Chung, who played Hank, and took pictures and had parties. People gave parties for us. But I did my first red carpet with Lawrence Fishburne and Sylvester Stallone and the late Dennis Hopper and other stars. And that is the red carpet in 2006 when all of the media met me for the first time and they photographed me and were speaking to me and asking me questions. That was their first time meeting me. They had heard about me, but they were just blown away because they saw when I was coming up on the red carpet, they were whispering. I could hear them. Who's that lady? Who is that? They were asking. And then someone stepped up there, Christopher Williams, and introduced me. And then all the bugs and everything, uh, you know, the cameras, everything just started snapping, and they just went completely hysterical. Oh, I bet. I mean, that was my first reaction when I first heard of you. It was on online. I had seen a couple of message boards ring up your name, and, and that intrigued me for many years. I, I had to understand it and know exactly who you were and how this movie came to be, since The Matrix, like I said, is one of my favorite movies. and um, I usually watch it anytime it's on TV. Yeah, well, see, what they were not telling people, they didn't want to, they didn't tell you, is that they stole the work and, and adapted it to the screen, and the FBI and the Department of Justice validated the theft, but they didn't pay him to stay out of jail. The same thing that uh, the Untouchables did, Al Capone, John Gotti, Bertie Madoff, you know, Bertie, Bertie Madoff was stealing from the very wealthy people. He was stealing millions and billions of dollars. And these people was reporting it to the FBI and the DOJ, but there was nothing being done about it because he was paying to stay out of jail. And so was Whitey Bolger. His brother was a senator. His friend, best friend, was the FBI director. So he was paying them to stay out of jail for years. Same thing with Al Capone, same thing with John Gotti. I, I don't know, you know, what blows my mind is these people, these common people, they see this all the time. I mean, now they're like shocked about Harvey Weinstein and Matt Water and Charlie Rose and Steve Wynn and all these other people, Bill Cosby. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned these that. These people have been, they've been paying to stay out of jail for years. These women have reported and file police reports of rape and misconduct, and kids have, you know, everybody has. Yeah, they turned but a blind eye. Not, yes, because you know why? Because they were paid not to bother those 
people. Yeah, it's awful. Hollywood has degraded itself time and time again, and now more people are being aware of it. And you know, you know, all these all these tragedies, the shootings. I, I always wonder if that's going to ever take effect um, to what's happening on the on the big silver screen. I'm sure that must affect some sort of a sale going on. surprised how many people think uh those those tv anchors they see on on those big networks they actually think those are are real uh people and they're not portraying any kind of character exactly and and but most of the people don't even know how everything really works until somebody tells them oh yes i told people that the i mean like when you look at the anchors on all the network, you look at the anchors, they're, they're picked up at five o'clock in the morning or four thirty in the morning by a limousine and they're taken in and they got makeup and they're, yeah, they're getting their hair done and they're wearing, that's right. And all they're doing is reading a teleprompter and they're getting paid a million dollars or seven million a year, whatever they're getting paid. Exactly. And, and they're reading the teleprompter and the reporters mm-hmm. that you see on the TV reporting out in the field, they're the ones who are doing the work. They're the ones that are actually writing the stuff that the anchor is reading off the off the teleport, you know, you know, the, the teleporter there. That's true. You know, and, I, and then I got to tell people about the lawyers. It's the paralegals that are the ones who are doing and the law clerks who are doing the research. And the paralegals are the ones who are writing the legal brief. And the lawyer, he just comes into the courtroom and argues the case. You know what I'm talking about? But it's the paralegal, and some paralegals are yes. more brilliant than attorneys. Oh, yes. But, you know, people don't even know that. They, A lot of people don't know about the real concepts of how these things are on television. Uh, I've said this time and time again. Uh, most big corporate, well, all the corporations, they all operate through, they all operate through uh, focus groups, and they control everything that we consume, uh, very much like the Matrix, actually. It is the matrix. You're absolutely right. Because you know why it's the matrix? Because most people don't know if it's real. It's like that, that, remember that commercial back in the day? Is it real or is it Memorex? I recall, yes. They, yeah, they couldn't tell the difference. Well, that's the way it is now with the matrix. Is it real or was an illusion created? Like 911, the illusion was created. And guess what? Hollywood got a free pass because they're the ones that create all the illusions and the propaganda and all of the crap 
that you see that that fools the people. So this is why they got a free pass for a long time. And since think about that for a moment. Yes. And by the way, I I, I did want to get your opinion quickly here on uh, kind of random, but since we're talking about Hollywood, uh, Corey Feldman, he claimed to have been stabbed not not very long ago. Um, did you did you see that? No. Uh, when was this in the news? Well, I don't think it really was. Well, actually, it was uh, in the news. It was a couple days back. I think maybe six, seven days ago. Now it was carried by uh, a lot of news outlets out there. Apparently, he was stabbed in an alleged attempted murder, but police are are telling a different story now. And um, he had written on his Twitter that he was in the hospital after he was attacked. And I guess he had opened his door and someone stabbed him. It's a really strange story. And I'm not sure if we should believe uh, Corey Feldman. He's he's kind of out there at times. And judging from his interviews from, from way back in the Howard Stern days, um, he, he's a lot different than I think a lot of people uh, know him to be. Once again, I think he's portraying something that he really isn't. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong here. Maybe he did get well, no, stabbed. No, I know what you're saying. Um, maybe, let me tell you something. If he did a lot of talking, he might have gotten stabbed for real. Think about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't rule that. Yeah, I don't rule that out completely. It's a possibility. But if he, but if he's messed up from all the stuff that happened to him, you know, because a lot of kids have committed suicide. They've grown up. Oh, they yeah. look deranged now. They right. can't function. So it, it could be like what you said. You go either way. And that's real. That is real talk. It could go either way because a lot of them are messed up from, from that trauma. Yeah. You know, a lot of and it's Hollywood. And just going back to the Wachowski brothers, um, one of them isn't exactly a, a brother anymore. Uh, one transitioned, I, I believe. I think it might have been Larry. Um, let me tell you something. Neither one of them has transitioned. And I'm going to prove it to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you why. Do you know I had a second court case, which I won against them in uh, September the 25th, 2014, in Utah, four years ago? And I will give you the, the court documents, and if anybody who requests it, doesn't matter. It goes on my website and requests it. I will give you the court doc- documents to prove it to you. And you will look on the transcript. And on the transcript, when they entered into the court system, they asked the judge for the default judgment and the money against me. And their names was ended in as Larry and Andy Wachowski. When mm. you have transitioned, right. your name is changed legally, and it has to be noted in the court. If it's not, it's fraud. And the, and the lawyers have to use your real name, which proves that you have not transitioned, that you did not get your penis cut off. My goodness, yes. Interesting. I, I didn't know you went again, uh, to a second time in court with these, with these folks here. Yeah, because the first court case, uh, it had already been validated, uh, that I had, that they had stolen copyrighted work. But the FBI and the DOJ wouldn't prosecute them, the U.S. Attorney's Office. So I filed a RICO case to put them in jail in California, and they knew they couldn't beat it. They they called me up and offered me money to shut it down, and I said, no, I wanted them to go to, to jail, some of them, so we could have diversity in movies. But people had always gotten, you know, their movies and books 
you know, their scripts and books sold to Hollywood, and they didn't want to do that anymore. They wanted to steal. And so I wanted to make an example out of them, and I said no. So they sent four attorneys to me, law, law firms, to keep the evidence from being entered in, and all the judge can do is dismiss the case. If you don't enter in any evidence, I don't care what case you got. It has to be dismissed. Yes, and this is why the mobs, the mobsters would kill out the witnesses so we could get dismissed. Because if you don't have any evidence, then it gets dismissed. So I had to file a second lawsuit in 2007. The first one was filed uh, April 20, 24, uh, 2003. Mm, okay. And it didn't last. It didn't last a year. It they came in, they swarmed on it, and they got the, that RICO shut down. So they wouldn't go to jail. So I had to file again in 2007. And I, the FBI told me to file in Utah because they, they told me to file in Utah because I can file wherever the action took place or where the victim lived. And I come from a military law enforcement family. And I was visiting Utah because I came from New York. But I was visiting Utah because my brothers are military. And they were stationed there. And I was visiting them. When I discovered the theft of the Matrix, March the 31st, 1999. And so I filed there because the lawyers came and got in contact with me. I paid them $50,000 off of the Utah Federal Bank. They, I signed contracts with them in Utah. Um, all of this. Can you hear me, Michael? Yeah, loud and clear. I was just letting you finish. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 so, I, and they had all meetings with me. See, I never stepped out of Utah to go to California. So the judge uh, in Utah, Judge Dale Kimball, said that, that Utah had jurisdiction of the court case and that they, it could not go back to California to get dismissed. And so that's how I won because I put in a, I put in a legal brief telling the judge that I never got to go to Cali that they prevented me from my own deposition. They canceled it. All of all four of the lawyers canceled my deposition, and they prevented me from going to, to Cali to uh, do anything, to come there, to get on the witness stand, to you know, to speak on my own under oath. And so that's how I won the victory in Utah. So when you go to Utah, I'll give you the document where Judge uh, Evelyn J. Perth, he's a magistrate judge, and Dee Benson resided over the case, and they validated, uh, the judge said they, the defendant stole from me, and that everything I, that I had alleged in my amended complaint was held to be a fact, was, was held to be fact in the Utah court case, that they stole my script in my book and adapted it into these eight movies, and that the lawyers had sabotaged me and prevented me from justice or obstruction of justice over in California. And I will give you these oh documents yeah. once you give me your email address and you can read it with your own eyes. And there was a report, 18 pages report, that the first judge came out with, with Judge Evelyn first, but Dee Benson came back and validated the report as a ruling. So both judges agreed that it was a ruling. And Warner Brothers and the defendants, they entered in the court. They asked for the judgment. They came through the judge's law firm called Snow. And I told in the legal brief the judge that the judge gives them the default judgment and the money that the judge would have to go to jail with them. Because the moment they entered through the judge's law firm, 
and paid the judge they had fixed the case. Now, they had billions of dollars, millions, multi-millions, all of them, and not all of every defendant, but I'm talking about Fox and Warner Brothers. Yes. They had billions of dollars, and the other ones had millions of dollars, and they could have bought out any law firm. They could have bought several law firms that came through, but they could not step foot in the courtroom on June the 25th, 2014. There was four to five FBI agents and marshals waiting with guns on to arrest them and their, and their attorneys that they showed up also. Because do you know that they can arrest your attorney also if you've committed a criminal offense and your attorney come in there to represent you? They can be arrested also. My goodness. And I'm glad you, you are clarifying some of these things for me because, and, well, let me explain. When people look you up, they're going to be directed to the time that your case was dismissed in June 2005. That's going to be the first and only thing they read and they're not going to know about these other facts here. Well, they've been hiding that. They've been blocking my copyrights. I have copyrights to all the derivatives, the Matrix, the Terminator, and the Matrix, Animatrix. I have all the copyrights to all the derivative movies and everything. And they've been blocking everything, and they will not change Snoops or whatever it's called, Wikipedia. Uh, their fans will brought legal docs to try to get it changed. They will not do it because they've been paying the people and I told people the Internet is just a bunch of trolls and lies. You can't sue anybody on there because they're not even using their real name. That's true. I said, you got, I told people, I said, you got to look at something here. No one, none of these people are calling me a liar. I'm on, I'm being recorded calling them liars and thieves. I'm selling Matrix and Terminator around the world. I can't go out and sell Apple's copyrights. What is wrong with you people? Oh, yes. I, the feds, the feds will come out and arrest me. For bootlegging and counterfeiting. And, and you know, and, and, and some of the lawyers are talking in ignorance. I mean, they can read what the judge is saying. And when you go to the California transcript, they didn't even get the judge's ruling in 2005, June, June the 13th, 2005. Did you know that? They had, they were hmm. so scared of the RICO, they had terminated out of the court case. They had terminated themselves out of the court case before the judge came in with ruling. I am not joking with you. My goodness. You can see the date that you can see the date on the transcript that they terminated out of out of the lawsuit. Yeah, and you have all these documents. I, I am curious if you'll allow me to put one or two of them up there on the website. Oh, you can put all of them up, any that you want. It's all public information. You can call the courts in Utah and validate everything. It's real. You oh, yes. can spread it anywhere you want to spread it. You can give it because it's public information. It goes into history. It's real. I give them out all the time. You can go on my website and look at some of the documents right now. Yes. My website is www.matrixterminator.com or truthaboutmatrix.com. You can pull up either one, Matrix Terminator's one word, matrixterminator.com or truthaboutmatrix.com, and you can go on the legal news and you can look at the documents. Yes, I have. But I'm going to send them over. I'm going mm -hmm. to send them to you once, once I get your email address. Yeah. Because you need to see it with your own eyes. Nope, no doubt, no doubt. And and I believe you. It's just uh, it's just I know people are going to be listening to this, and again, they they are going to immediately go to that, and then their minds are going to be made, and then they're going to be calling you a liar. That that's just the way people all all are on on the internet for some odd reason. That, that's why that's why I provide the document 
because I know human nature. I know they're going to try to call me a liar because they rather believe the lie on the Internet than to dig for the truth and see it and go call up the courts and investigate it on their own. It's just so easy to believe a lie than to, to search for the truth and read the documents. Oh, yes. So how, can I, how can I have fraudulent documents? I would be put in jail. These, these are signed by real legal judges. Yeah, that's... Why would I? Why would I lie? I'm I'm being taped right now. Come on. Correct, and I'm I'm being mm-hmm. recorded. And I don't question your integrity at all. Not one bit. I I believe you are telling the truth about all these things. No, no, I know you believe me, but saying, and I'm going to give you the documents so you can post them for others to see. But because they because they're lazy, they're too lazy to go get it on their own. So oh, that's yeah. why I always tell the fans to email me so I can provide it and show it to everybody. But what I'm talking about now are the people. I'm talking about the people who are, when you go on the Internet, the Internet is not real. Like he's telling them, the Internet, these one of others and these, Andy and Larry Chelsea and James Cameron, they're paying you people. They're paying off trolls to smear and to lie to you people. But when you people find out the truth, you're going to be pissed off. You're going to be so pissed off. And they're scared of public opinion. Because you, they know that you guys are going to take some stock hits on them. Just like Steve Wynn, he lost about, uh, I guess, almost $2 billion. He got a stock hit here in Vegas. And, his, and, the, and the shareholders made him step down because he was going to destroy the company. Because whenever you do misconduct or you do criminal acts or you do something bad, well, your company is going to take stock hits. Oh, yeah. That's L- just the way of, it is. Lots of people losing advertisers, I'm sure you're aware. And what a time it is uh, to be around in, in 2018 where you could say something that someone disagrees with and they could affect their livelihood with, with um, their anger. In this case, their action is what got them to this. Do you know that they could have resolved this with me years ago and they just kept on lying and they kept on hiding and paying people to sabotage and paying people to smear me. And yeah, that's terrible. It's a huge campaign. They spent out over $500 million or more that they paid various senators and politicians and, and agents and law enforcement. You, you, you would not believe the money they paid to try to hide this and, and to subvert it. It really seems it like that's the case. Yeah, it, it seems it, like lots of, media, lots of media outlets have been very quiet about you. Do you know that it was four media outlets that covered the court case when I won? Only four. Do you know that they? It was only four of them oh, there. Because no. if more had known about it, more would have been there. Right. But they didn't even release. They didn't release the news that it would go viral right now. If it was the news that's released that I won, it would it would eat them up. It would go around the world. It would literally eat them up right now. The truth. And and this is the deal. They can't even appeal the judge's decision because they did not show up because they were going to get arrested. So you don't understand. They know what's going to happen to them when the truth comes out, and they know that they can't stop the truth. There's nothing you can do about the truth. You can't stop it. Oh, yes. The bitter truth. Every lie has to bow down to the truth. The bitter truth, indeed. Every lie. Yeah, it's going to be a – I don't know who was advising them. Or whoever was advising them gave them the wrong advice. Whenever you've done a criminal act, when you've done something that's egregious to the public, you need to settle it and make peace. Because if you don't, 
And then soon as the truth leaked out a little bit, remember how the Enron story leaked out? They had paid all the big media oh, yeah. to keep it quiet about all those people getting killed with the Ford Explorer and the bad tires. Mm-hmm. They had paid big media, to, just like they paid big media to, to keep it quiet keep about quiet. me. That paid happens. Lawyers, lawyers and judges. Then this little reporter from some little town didn't know what the hell was going on with the payoff and broke the story, and it went viral. And it scared the hell out of them. Of course. And they got arrested, remember? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very outrageous um it's a very outrageous situation you you have been going through because I know you've been harassed and have been harassed for a long time because of this. So I, I do apologize yes. that you you know you've been forced to go through this experience. It's it's unfair. Let me tell you unlawful. Let me tell you what what the greatest and the horrible horrible thing they which is a, it's against the law. It's a federal offense. It's a felony. They have been blocking me from trade. That's the antitrust law. They've been blocking me from trade. Under the Constitution, you have a right to sell your product and sell your work to whomever you want to. You see what I'm saying? And Matrix and Terminator belongs to me. And every time investors came to try to get a Universal Studios, DMG, Relativity Media with Ryan Kavanaugh, and uh, other investors, they have been blocking and lying to these people to prevent them from getting the Matrix 4 movie. I am not joking with you. Yeah, yeah, tell- right now, mm-hmm. they're blocking my copyright to show that I own the Matrix and Terminator. So when people, lawyers, try to see who owns the Matrix and Terminator, they're blocking my copyrights right now. That's awesome. But I'm going to show you in the court, Doc, that the copyrights have been entered in and given to me by the government. And that I owned a trademark under the matrix. Once the government gave me the last copyright to the trademark, I entered it into the USPTO court. Once you enter anything into the trademark court, it cannot be taken out. And that's when I took possession of the trademark. But do you know that the Library of Congress held up the copyright for two years? That I Somebody got paid. Somebody got paid off over there. Yeah. That, that's... Some lawyer and some people got paid off because I got all of the other ones right away. I got the Matrix copyright. I got the Terminator copyright. I got the Animatrix copyright. All the other copyrights, uh, Terminator 5 copyright, all of that, I got all of them, but you're going to see them in, in the courts, court docket 282 and 283. You're going to see it with your own eyes. Perfect. Yes, I'll, I'll launch that up on the website too. Once I post yes, this interview, they need up. to see that. Yeah, it's they important. They need to see it. You can text it. You can text your email to my number right now. This number that ends in fifty nine hundred. You can text over your email address right now, and I can start sending while I'm doing this interview. It's a piece yeah. of cake. Yeah, just sent in right now. And yeah, because people mm-hmm. need to. They need to see that. Yeah, I just got it. And Perfect. I'm gonna, I have an iPhone, I'm going to touch it, and I'm going to send you the docs, and, you know, it's going to blow your mind. I can't wait till you call me back when you read each one, and you're going to say, unbelievable. Oh, yes. I'll definitely read that for sure, and I'll share it with, with those out there who want to read that. 
And I'm curious though, Sophia, are there any other future projects you have in the works at all? Anything yeah, else you want to? Yeah, Matrix Four. You know, mm-hmm. I'm continuing my work. Yeah, but but you know I meant I Ma- cor- correct. But I meant yeah, I, I meant outside of the Matrix series. Are there any other um, projects that you are interested in at all, or it's just oh, the yeah, Matrix for now? To me, uh, no. I, I well, this is the deal. I got over 250 million fans following me, Sophia Stewart around the world. Right. But I got three to four billion fans who are on Matrix and Terminator hungry. So I have to do Matrix 4 that it takes right after Matrix 1. 2 and 3 is a dream. And I will send you over a copy of that because I don't even think you are aware that it exists, do No, I, I saw that on your website, yeah. Well, I'll send you a, I'll send, do you read ebooks? I, every now and then I do when I, when I get some time. I'll definitely well, read that if you send a, it. A, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll read I'm it for send sure. It to you as, I'm going I'm to send it to you right now as a gift. Perfect. You don't understand. Matrix 4, one of them offered me $30 million for the yeah, Let's talk about the Matrix 4. So they offered you that much, and you you declined. That's right. And I, yes, I declined because do you know that Matrix 4 is going to make $6 billion? It has My three goodness. to four billion fans around the globe, around the whole world. It's a lot of money. And not only that, not only that, but this is going to be the first time that Matrix is in real 3D. Are you aware that Matrix was never in real 3D? Yeah, it was never in 3D, if I recall. And and by the way, going back to, I hate to repeat this, but I gotta gotta make a point here. Um, when you first saw that trailer, you weren't angry. You said. Um, if it was, no, if it uh-uh. was, if it was my intellectual property and I saw that that movie made that much money, I mean, that's the line where I would almost have to strangle someone. Well, I'm not a money driven person. Well, neither am I, but I mean, that's, God damn, that's a lot of money. Well, it's a lot of money. And, but I mean, I'm still going to get that money and I got $3.4 billion a lien. Right. I, I, I own all their property right now. Did you know that I entered the liens in, that I brought in three CPAs, they were worth 25000 each, expert witnesses, that validated that they owed me in profits $4.7 billion? I didn't read that part. My goodness. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Yes. I, what I won was almost a half a million dollars in attorney fees, because I, I won pro se, like, you know, like the David and Goliath story. Mm-hmm. And so I was awarded the attorney fees, almost a half a million dollars. And and the judges was a little racist. They didn't want to give me the compensatory damages and the punitive damages. So I uh. took it. And taking it, meaning that all oh, since I was doing, I scored a 98 on the IRS exam. I knew about taxes and I knew about liens. Mm. So I did what the, when you owe the IRS, they just lean you up. They lean you up. They don't, you know, they don't care about what they just, they lean up your bank account, they lean up your company, they just take their stuff from you. You know that. Oh yes. Correct. Terrible so, really. What you have to do is once you once you validate through expert witnesses that you owe the money, then you can put the liens on because you can't put liens on people unless you know that you they owe you money. Just like this. You come to my car shop and I fix your car and it, and and it, your car was three thousand dollars, and you couldn't pay me the three thousand dollars. So what I do is I put a lien on your car for three thousand dollars, and I enter that information into the court system as public records. So when anybody see uh, that that I own your car, then I put a for sale sign on, and I sell your car. 
and I get my $3,000 that you owe me. Well, that's how the liens work. Yes. Are you aware of that? Yeah. Well, the liens are good as gold because the judge did not reject the liens. Okay, yes. So the so, so the liens are there. Yeah, you're, so you're, you're good then. Now, yeah, you're in good standing then. Oh, I'm in great standing. Yeah, Look, I'm good. sending you. I'm sending you the Utah uh, complaint so you can read everything that I was alleging that the judge said is a fact. Yeah, I'm sending you perfect. all of this because this is mind-boggling. It's important too. Yeah, everyone's got to know about this. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody should have known about this. You know, but just like I told you, they're gonna they're gonna come under fire here. Yeah, you're a you name know, when this come yeah, out. Right, and you're a name that everyone should have known a long time ago. So that's why I said it, it's criminal that you're still so unknown, yet you are known in a certain in, around certain circles, I should say. Yes, in certain circles, like the judges. I went to the bar associate, you know, like a bar conference, excuse me. Yes, and there was judges and lawyers there, or over two hundred and fifty of them. And Ricky Anderson, that's a Steve Harvey lawyer, because I met him through Steve in the, back in 2005. And do you know he announced to all the people who were having dinner, and it was eight judges sitting right next to me, having dinner right next to me. They all lost their minds. They gave me a standing ovation to all the lawyers and judges. Do you know that all of them had heard about me, and they were shocked like hell that I was in the room with them? Because you got to realize they know my name, but people don't know what my face. They don't know my face. That's true. It's very difficult to find photos of you online, I must say. I can't believe that because when you Google, when I Google, they come right up. Well, there's there's when a few, you on, but you know what I mean. There's not there's not that many out there of you. No, but I can I can send you more if that's what you need because I because I'm sending you stuff right now. Look at your email. Look at your emails coming in, and look at that court proof of ownership. Now, that is really going to blow your mind. It's on page four of the judge's report. And oh, now I'm seeing it, yes. So mine, yeah, it's coming right now. But it's coming. And it, it, when people see this, it blows their mind. Yeah, I'm looking at all it these. really. All the documents here. Yeah, these documents are important. Do you know I'm going to also send you the, the FBI court docs and stuff. You know, the case number where they, where they actually validated. And this is why they never threatened me or anything. Did you know that the FBI told me and the DOJ, they asked if one of others have ever threatened me or anything. Oh, wow. And I said, no, they said, because we have to come out and arrest them if they do. The mm. moment they give you a threat, we have to come out and arrest them. It's all over for them. Yeah, it's wild. The feds Once came to you. The feds got involved in this. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, the feds, because because it's copyrighted. My work was copyrighted. They bootleg and counterfeited copyrights. The FBI don't come into anything unless you have copyrights. If you have no copyrights, it would be no DOJ and no FBI. Did you know that? Yes. Well, they have to come out. Yeah, they, I know. But I, this is mm-hmm. the deal. They, they're the ones that violated me. They're the ones that violated me because you got to realize they did not protect my copyrights. I'm going to send you something over to show you that they have to, they protected Deadpool's copyright, but they did not protect my copyright. That my beef is not with one of those and them so much because I've already beat them and beat them down. My beef is with the government because it's a criminal act and they violated my rights to due process under the Constitution. 
Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like this. It's an injustice. You go, you go to the pol- you go to the police. I go to the police. Somebody steals my car in my house. I go to the police. They steal your car, your house. They they service you, but they don't service me. Do you see what I'm talking about? Oh yes. I suffer an injury because of them. I don't suffer an injury because of the crook. Because it's already been validated that the crook stole the car and stole the house. They, it's already in the police report. It's already in the DOJ's report. It's already in the case numbers. So now, why didn't I get protection of the law? Come on. Why didn't I get protection of the law? Yeah, it, it, it's awful of, of all these things that did occur to you. And for so long, for so many years, this thing dragged on. Yeah, you know, it didn't drag on all the years that they're talking about on the Internet. That's all bullshit. Excuse my language. That's okay. It went on. It went on. Now, listen very carefully. In 1999, they offered me money. They even told the judge that they offered me money. Did you hear what I said? And they wanted the judge in the first California case to gag me because they told the judge that they had, they made a settlement with me. And the judge said that I avoided the settlement because therefore she couldn't gag me. Did you hear that? They admitted to the judge that they had settled with me. It's in the court doc. But this is the deal. Nobody reads anymore. That's, you know, Can that's you imagine true. That? Lots Nobody of folks don't. Anymore. Yeah, they don't really do their own research. That's true. And, and, the, and look at what I'm sending you. I'm sending you these stuff. This stuff is in the court doc. Yes, and I haven't you even seen these. You can look at the 96 pages of evidence. These people use my graphics, my special effects, my characters, my synopsis, my script. They used everything, the binary codes. The, the red and the blue pill, I'll be back, we'll be back. All of that come out of my 286-page book and the other, the Matrix 4 book is the new work. Oh, yeah, I'm going to send that to you. And I'm still sending you some stuff, but that'll be the, you, that's coming next. Yes. And, and when you when you get there, your mouth is going to be open. You're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this in America. I'm already you like that. Saying, I, I'm already feeling that because. How can this be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're going to say, how can this happen in America? Well, that's another thing. How could, how could I get violated in America, but they violated me? Yeah, they, they really did. They, viol- they violated me. But the government violated me. You don't understand. The government violated me. Yeah, that's why I said, uh, that's why I said the feds really got involved in this one. Yeah, they, they, and I mean, you know what they told me? We, when, when the time comes, we have to come out and we have to take everything. We have to confiscate everything because it's RICO. They, and they said not only do they have to come out and confiscate everything, but they're going to have to come out and they're going to arrest these people. That's right. They have to come out and arrest these people. And do you know that I, I did the Wall Street Journal in 2009, that I did, the, I did Rolling Stone magazine, I did the BBC London twice, uh, Source, Vod, Black Enterprise, Essence, Uptown, Don Diva, everything you can imagine I did media on. CNN News, Time Magazine. And they've been hiding all of this except you can go to the library and go to the news archive and you can see all of it. Because you know they can't hide the real, they're only hiding it on the internet. Because they know people are lazy and that's all they do is internet. But when you go to the library and to the archives, the news archives, you can pull up all the stuff that I'm telling you about. Yeah, the Internet is filled with lots of inaccurate information. Can't really go with everything that you read there. 
Well, just like Ellen said, the internet is not real. <laughs> and they need to know that. Excuse me. They need to know that the internet is not real, that anybody can pay anybody to smear and say anything on the internet. They need to go to back like in a day where they go to the library and go to the news archives. And they need to research like the news reporters go in there and pull up the real media. Yes. And that, that reminds me. That's why I had mentioned anytime someone will bring your name up on a, let's say, for instance, Google, they'll just see that, that, that case in, or that, uh, court session there in 2005. They'll just see that and go with that only. Yeah. And they really believe that. What's so funny about it is they believe it, but how did you believe that? And I'm doing media where I'm recorded and I'm calling these people liars and thieves and I'm not getting any slander. I'm not getting any lawsuits. They're not calling me liars. They own the media. I could guarantee you after I post this up on uh, YouTube, for instance, someone's going to leave a comment and the link to that article. I can almost guarantee you that. Oh yeah. I I believe it. And you can tell them they can, they can take it and post it and send it to others because they need to spread, spread the truth. They need, to see that it's real. They can call the court. There's no way in the world I'm going to have judges' name and they're not real documents. Come on. Did I get a free pass in America? No, Michael, listen. Did I get a free pass in America? (laughs) But I'm just a joke. (laughs) Yes, of course. This is some kind of joke or something because, come on. There's no way in the world I could be lying about these people. These people are going to go to jail. I mean, it's, it's horrible to say. I know they don't want to think about it. I know they don't want to hear about it, but they really need to get ready to deal with it because you see what's coming on. You see what's going on here, don't you? Oh, yeah. You see what's changing, don't you? I certainly the landscape, do. The landscape is changing, and not only is it changing, but a lot of horrible things is getting ready to happen. Go on my website and look under the picture gallery, and you'll see all the celebrities, and there's tons of them, and I have even more pictures where they have come out and taken pictures with me, Jesse Jackson, NAACP. The NAACP gave me the Rosa Park Award. I've won numerous awards, and you didn't even know that. Actually, I... had no idea. Yeah, actually, I I said that about you in the intro, that you have won numerous awards for your work. Yeah, and I'm sending you... Yeah, and and, and not only that, but, I mean, I was at these major events. I did a speaking interview with the NAACP. Me and Jesse Jackson was in the news. I did his private birthday party in Beverly Hills, his Katrina event here in in uh, Vegas. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's it's really something else that we that you're that you're not a regular household name by now. But guess what? My name is huge overseas. Yeah, but people are the, starting to realize though. With the, yeah, do you know what they're saying? That the government failed to protect the black woman's copyright. I'm huge in Dubai, Japan, Korea, China. Russia, Germany, Australia, London. Do you know those people overseas know me greater than the 380 million people in America? Yeah, you're very international. Yes, internationally known. People buy books around the entire world. It's 7 billion people on Earth, and every day somebody's going to wake up and find out about me. Every day. It's never going to go away. I don't know why they had that little remark. Why don't this story about Sophia Stewart go away? It's never going to go away. Are you crazy? <laughs> yes. Like, are they crazy? <laughs> oh, you know they are. People lost their minds. That's what I always say on this program. 
Uh, yeah, but you heard when they say that, though. I know you, you've heard them say that. Why don't this story about Sophia Stewart go away? I know you've heard it. It's never going to go away. It's the truth. And the truth never, never leaves. Yeah, it you're right about that. It keeps coming back, keeps coming back. Guess what? It keeps coming back until it gets you. Until it, till it, till it, till it, till the lie bow down. <laughs> it's going to make the lie bow down. I'm sorry, but it's not going to go away. They yeah, need right. to do something, though. Now, listen to me. They really need to do something, though. They really do. I'm not joking with you. They need to fix this before the reckoning comes. You know, when the reckoning comes and when those FBI agents, because, you know, Donald Trump has changed a lot of stuff. And they knew those changes was coming. That's why they fought for Hillary to be there. They fought and fought, and she, she did everything in the world. I, I'm pretty sure everything to make sure she'd be in office and she still woke up like the deer with the headlights. <laughs> yes. It, it, hey, that she was shocked. I think a lot of people were actually shocked. Be, but I wasn't shocked. I, I mean, not at, that, not at her, but I meant in, in terms of uh, Donald Trump being the president, I think lots of people were kind of surprised. Um, most people still see him as that reality star, like myself. I, I always have that 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 concept of him because that's when i was first really exposed uh to donald trump is because of all the reality stuff so in my mind that's, yes, this, that's what i think of when i think of him yeah but this is the deal he's a businessman right and he's probably one of the only presidents to be a businessman because you know mostly majority of all the presidents were lawyers they were attorneys that's true but but to be a businessman, I mean, you know, that's a whole nother ball game. It really is. And he's running America like a business, which it really is the business. Uh, how, how do you feel about Donald Trump now that he's been in office for quite some time now? Where would you grade him? Well, let me tell you this. First, Donald Trump was uncertain, just like anybody that is afraid when they come into something that they don't know what the expectations really are. But after a while, he began to feel very, very comfortable. And now he's relaxed and now he can operate in his element. And the good thing is that he is really cleaning out the swamps, just like he said he was going to do. And these people in Hollywood who've been getting these free passes uh, and a lot of Hillary's cronies, they knew a change was going to come. And this is what they all was worried about. This change that Donald Trump was going to bring in. Donald Trump's name is Trumpet, just like in Revelation, when the seven trumpets blow, where each one of the trumpets, before they blow, they bring in change. So Donald Trump was meant to be in office. And I told people he was going to come in office, and all the money in the world that Hillary and her rich friends, billionaires, and Hollywood, and all the other people that they had brought in wasn't going to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. It was knowing in the world she was going to be president. She had already served as president when Clinton was messing around with all the different women. She was the president then. She was smarter than him. She was great, and she had her turn. But Trump, there's no way in the world she could beat Trumpet. I don't think she Because look at Donald Trump's name. That's right. He's a man. Every every country is male driven. The woman walks behind the man. 
there is no way in the world America is going to follow behind a skirt. Yeah, I it's think you're right. It's not going to happen. I think you're right about it's that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's the truth. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon myself. Let me tell you something that you're going to find out later on. You're going to hear it from the Oracle's Prophecy. A lot of people who proclaimed Hillary out in her face and out in front of public voted for Donald Trump. And I'm talking about the males. Yeah. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. The truth is going to come out, and everybody's going to be shocked. They're going to wait a minute. This person was for Hillary, and they gave money, and they acknowledged Hillary. And all of behind closed doors voted for the male. Because they don't care how bad the male is, they're not going to follow a skirt. I think you're right. They're not going to get five-star generals following behind a skirt. They might follow one behind the image of Clinton when she was the president behind his image, and Nancy Reagan was, was, was doing it behind Ronald Reagan's back was pulling the string, but they're not going to follow a, a skirt openly. It's an embarrassment of power to every one of the other countries, to Russia. Do you hear what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. To the Chinese, to the Chinese, to the Arabs. Yeah, they would have an they issue with that. Not, they would have a major, major, issue. major issue. Oh, yes. And people don't even think about this. They ain't even thinking about this. Well, you know, so busy I, thinking about what's inside of the house. I mean, that's. I mean, I I think for the most part, I think people are being very politically correct when they say when when they don't want to admit something like that because it's not politically correct to say. Well, it's not politically correct to say anything, but I'm going to speak the truth. Oh well, no doubt. Because uh, for sure, you know, I'm just saying that I'm going to me, Sophia Stewart, is going to speak the truth because you know what politics is? It's a polite lie. It's a polite lie. The word politics. They're politely lying to you. So if there's something politically correct, then it's a pol- it's a polite lie. You sound like me, Sophia. Correct. You sound just like me. I oh. I, I always said I always said the same thing. Well, similar to that. It's hilarious. Oh, I believe you because I'm 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 keeping real. You you are. They don't look at they don't look at the words. They don't look at the words and you know what the words mean when somebody says politics. And they don't look inside of the word politics, but I'm I'm a writer. So I I look at the words, anagram, neo. There's no neo. It's just the one, N-E-O-O-N-E. And who was calling Jesus the one? John the Revelator. And what is Genesis? There's no word called Genesis. It's an anagram. Turn it around. It's an anagram for two words. It's genes. G-E-N-E-S-I-S is really I-S-G-E-N-E-S. It's genes because it's talking about two birthing. God's children was already on the earth with souls, and then man, a third of the angels fell, and they got jealous about God's children, and they started creating their own kind, mankind, or a kind of man, but not a living soul. Because, look, we've been using anagram, L-I-V-E, but what is evil? E-V-I-L, the same word? L-I-V-E going forward? E-V-I-L going backwards? Same energy under the car hood, the battery? The positive charge and the negative charge, how energy flows, flows to the right, positive, flows to the left, backwards, L-I-V-E, E-V-I-L. So what is sin? Oh, yeah, going backwards is sin instead of going forward. What is ignorance? Oh, yeah, the word ignorance has the word ignore because you're ignoring facts that you should know. Correct. And 
Sophia, we, we definitely are coming to a close very soon here, but I, I did have a few other things to ask you. And, um, one of those was, Please. one of those was in terms of the afterlife and reincarnation. Um, what are your thoughts and opinions there? I'm going to tell people what I really think. Go ahead. Uh, when people talk about reincarnation, I think reincarnation is that we're born with the genes of our ancestors and that those genes can be triggered. And like I was born as a prodigy, I was gifted in music, gifted in numbers, gifted in, in creations, uh, alien technology that you'll see in Matrix War books. So I carry those genes with me and I can activate those genes. And I can access that knowledge and information. And I think that in the future, scientists are going to know that it's not reincarnation, you coming back, but you living through the frequencies and the, the genes that we carry from our ancestors can be activated. Where if we had ancestors that were a lawyer, I can activate those genes and be a lawyer right now, like I did when I went into the court by the grace of God and, and win, just like like David and Goliath story. Do you see what I'm saying? So yes. that's what I see for reincarnation. But I'm giving you the scientific or the metaphysics where you take science and you merge it with spirituality and it's called metaphysics. Yes. I'm breaking down that knowledge. Now, what was the other one? Because you asked about reincarnation and I say it's, it's our genes and our frequencies that we can access and that scientists are going to have a breakthrough on that and they're going to find out that I'm speaking the truth. That after a while, they'll be able to access anybody's genes and be able to access information from those genes. Yeah. yeah. By oh, the way, yeah. by the way, um, somebody did have a question for you. I thought I could bring them in here. Um, caller. Yeah. What a great discussion, uh, Sophia. Uh, thanks, uh, Michael and uh, Sophia, for having such a good discussion. I've been really enjoying Thank it thus far. That's really informative. I had read about uh, your case uh, a bit and heard about it uh, years ago. I'm a filmmaker and writer myself, so something that stuck out to me is particularly, too, because you were a woman of color, too, and I thought that was fascinating, um, and ov obviously being a fan of The Matrix uh, in general. And I, I see it's, first of all, what a great discussion. This has been very informative. Uh, Michael, I really, um, again, enjoy all the questions that you've asked because they help clarify some things. I think there's still some gray areas regarding IP, uh, and, and it's something that fascinates me as a writer myself. And like Michael had said, I would probably have gone nuts if I had, you know, submitted something 30 years ago, had it protected by the Library of Congress. And then, you know, all of a sudden there's a movie made that's similar. And I understand that with IP cases, it's very difficult to prove, uh, quote unquote, prove, you know, the legitimacy of the case. Oh, no, they're not difficult to prove anymore. I've busted that whole system. In fact, I can win any uh, criminal copyright infringement or copyright infringement. I have a formula. So if of you course. or anyone has been uh, dealt it a blow, it can be remedied. And through the RICO law, if you have copyright. In fact, right. you don't have to file a a infringement case, you can file a RICO case, and that's what they're scared of. Right. Uh, one question I had for you, actually two questions, if you don't mind. Uh, yes. With The Matrix 4, why do you uh, continue to pursue that type of, you know, just in that area with all the hassle that you've had just with all of this? 
you know, why not? Well, it's just, it's just like this. If you were Picasso, you'd be continuing your work. If you were the late Michael Jackson and you're still here, you'd be doing your work. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, very so true. So Matrix 4 and Terminator is my work. So yeah, I'm I understand that. I, I guess work. we're not receiving the yeah. compensation for it, I guess, as a writer myself and as a filmmaker. Uh, I just wondered why you put that much, you know, continue with that efforts or in those efforts, considering all of the, you know, the, the legal dynamics and the hell that you've basically been put through in the process. Um, just because. Well, it, I, I it wasn't, I off. wasn't putting through any hell because I, I'm a prodigy. I think I put them through some hell when you read the document because they were the ones scared of going to jail because you got to realize I'm the victim. I'm not the, the criminal. Yeah, I'm going to so put those up too. The one he, he, yeah, he goes through a private hell. You just don't, you, you guys think in reverse. You, you feel that, you think that criminals, when they rob the bank, that they're heroes, like, John, you know, like John Gotti or Al Capone and, you know, way back in the days when, you know, Bert, Bert, uh, Bugsy Siegel and all these guys, they all look romantically, but they were living, they were in living hell because I'm the victim. So I have to be an example to show you that you can win. I'm I'm the hero, the protagonist in the story, and it's my work. And they and they they the one that killed it out. So that should show you it wasn't their work because nobody kills out billion dollar property if it's their work. Yeah, they I continue the work. I this, guess I'm just wondering yeah. where things are now with that, um, because obviously when you look through the documents, they there's I mean a lot of it's been dismissed. You've had the problem with the lawyer, obviously, and you know, whether or not, you know, there's enough evidence to prove the claims. And uh, even if you go to the, you know, the 2014 documents and, you know, both 282 and 283, I've looked at those extensively. And I'm just wondering, you know, what the payoff would be and, and what's, I guess, what's your end game? What do you want in the long run, especially if you've well, mentioned what I, what that, I want know, is- people have reached out to you to purchase more intellectual property, but you've denied them of that particular request. With good reason. Well, no, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying them, but they don't need to continue to steal or to be rewarded for what they've done. But the well, that's, that's what I mean. What, what would you think would be to... fair compensation for the previous, your previous efforts and for future efforts? Well, what, what they did, the profits belong to me. Whenever someone uh, steals something from you and they make a profit, you're entitled to the profit under the, under the law. So I'm going to receive that no matter what. But the deal is this. What's important to me is people getting more matrix. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. More matrix is very important to me. My fans around the world getting more Terminator, but not not any old grumpy Terminator where Watsonate is in the hospital because of a heart ailment, you know, probably steroids, so many years of steroids. Yeah, but you're probably right about that. I, but I'm I, just looking out for yeah, you as a writer. I'm saying, as, as somebody who developed this, uh, you know, allegedly developed this, because you know, obviously, that's still something that's legally and, and it's still well, they, being legally they, they need to, my, they, my need to is, they need to pay so we can move forward. They need to pay. What would you, fair, and we what would you feel forward. is a fair amount for your work? Um, four point seven billion dollars. Four point seven billion. No writer has ever received that kind of compensation for their work, even if work has been adapted or, um, you know, um, uh, purchased on an option agreement. So that would be. Yeah, but know, let that. me, let, let me, no, let me explain something to you. I'm the owner. I'm not a writer. 
and I'm not under the writer's guild of America, under the union. I'm an owner because I had the copyrights that are there 75 years. And my work generated probably anywhere from 35 to $100 billion from 84 to the present. Right. So every yeah. time they steal a royalty check, every time they steal a dollar, it sets in the RICO law for them to be going to jail like Bertie Madoff at 65 years old or 70 years old and getting 150 years. So which would you prefer to do? Because if you add up the math, this is what's going to happen. Because it's a criminal, it's a criminal affair. It's not and, and because you're entitled to what your work generates. My work generated 35 to 100 billion dollars. Now I'm entitled to at least 4.7 billion of it, right? Minus their minus terrible. their investment. Minus right. minus. Good look, when Lucas sold Star Wars, it was for four billion dollars. Mm-hmm. He yeah, was the owner. He wasn't the point. he wasn't a writer of Star Wars. He was the owner of Star Wars. Max, it's fair to say that that the, that this is like her baby, basically, kind of like how I I am with this show. It's it's like my baby, so I'm gonna fight for it, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. See because that. when somebody uh, kidnaps your babies out of the hospital and they and they try to change their parents, and and you're the only one that can give them a birth certificate, you're the only one that can give them the copyright. The, the thieves can't give them copyright, and if the if the thieves put a coat on them, and the coat doesn't make uh, the children his because he put a coat on their back. He shouldn't be entitled is, yeah. to part ownership of them because he stole them. Yeah, so I'm trying to make you come. see that that all a mother wants is is for the continuation and the worth of the work because it's three to four billion fans around the world that love this work. You know what I'm talking about? And if they if they want to do right, they can purchase the franchise. They can purchase yeah, it. I keep just, a controlling interest, and I will continue to write for it, like I've been doing. Because what you, when you get the Matrix Third Eye book and the Matrix Four book, the Matrix Four book is the new work. And when you look at the Third Eye Matrix, that is the eight movies that you've seen and some other movies and stuff they've stolen out of that book. Anybody gets the book can see. I mean, you can see with your own eyes what they've done. And I'm the only one that can carry on the work. Picasso is the only one that can continue his painting. Every creator, whether it's an architect, an engineer, an inventor, he's the only one that can continue his work. And in, I want my work to continue because all these fans around the world love it. And look, the Matrix 4 book has been out since 2010, selling around the world. And if I wasn't the real thing and the real deal, you would know that, wouldn't you? You see all the lies and smears on the Internet. But they you go to Amazon and read the reviews. Get the book yourself and read it. I'm the real thing. Do you find that the profits? I'm the owner and the from, creator. Do you, what do you find that those profits what, what, are worth it for you? The profits or the pre- profits worth it for me? Yeah. Yes, it's worth it for me because I wanted to continue to continue the work. And you know what? I can even write for Star Wars. I can bring it up out of 1977 and put it into the future where it belongs. Because you've got to realize that I'm a prodigy. I'm 35 years ahead, futuristic. I'm talking about alien technology. And if you don't believe me, get the books and read it. Oh, you I will believe see you. that and, I'm and telling the absolute awesome. truth. My thing is I just, you know, wonder what 
you know, as a writer, as somebody who's a, as a, as somebody who's a creator too, as well, you know, you just want to make sure you get paid for that or compensated for it. And then what the bottom line is, you know, obviously, uh, you are somebody who's passionate about what she's doing and, and obviously created something that's, you know, all being utilized by Hollywood, allegedly, right? So, um, you know, with that, uh, I, I, you obviously hear well, your I, passion. I, I, um, just want to make sure that you get compensated something for your efforts that's worthwhile. Well, I, I told, I told them that they can no longer, uh, uh, try to do com- consumer fraud on you guys out there, give you guys a generic, you know, like cola is a generic, but you don't have Coca Cola, you don't have Pepsi Cola, but they'll give you a generic cola that you won't get Apple, but you'll get Apple Jack. I told them like I will not allow for the fans to get a fake Matrix from Zach Tan. I told them I'll put them in jail. I will not allow Schwarzenegger to come out with a Terminator that's a grumpy old Terminator where a seventy two year old man is playing the sixty two year old woman. That is not the Terminator. <laughs> How is that possible, though, because they own the rights to the Matrix series? So they were trying to do a generic. They were trying to do a generic. You know, like they can't give you Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola. They can't give you Morpheus and Neo and Trinity. But he was going to try to give you some generic story called Matrix. But, but, you know, it's easy to fool people. I'm not going to, you know, people think they're going to get an apple. They're going to get an apple, Jack. Yeah, it's like generic. That's called, that's it's like called, generic cereal. That's, called, <laughs> that's right. You're thinking you're getting Cheerios, but you're not. You're getting a generic. Right. And, and you, that's called consumer fraud. And I did. I told them that I would follow Rico and put him in jail because you're going to charge Apple prices. You're going to charge Cheerio prices for generic because cola and the word matrix is a generic, but you're not going to get the formula the matrix. You're not going to get Trinity and Morpheus and Neo and all that because I'm the only one that can give you that. You see what I'm talking about? They wanted to give you something for your money, but you're not going to get your money's worth. And you're going to be pissed off because you're going to get another Genesis. You're going to get another uh, Terminator 4. You're going to get another Matrix 2 and 3, and that's garbage. <laughs> yes, essentially it is. I, man, I can't allow that. I, I can't in good conscience. Uh, like like Steve Jobs with with Apple, and then he, then you're gonna get an inferior product. You see what I'm Man, talking about? That's horrible. Yeah, that's true. I can't, that, can't, can't go that way. I can't go that route. Control over that. And with your uh, Matrix, from my understanding, you don't have a writer's deal or a writer's agreement with the studio, so they can do whatever the hell they want to do, regardless of what you no, say. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that, sweetie. It's a, it's a, it's a RICO. The FBI and the DOJ is involved. You don't have to, uh, see it. It takes, it's been 15 years. Listen carefully. It's been 15 years since you've seen a matrix on the screen. Do you know the last matrix you saw was 2003? Yeah. 2003. That's 15 years ago. It's 2018. And, and the last terminator was that Genesis garbage, but they put it out before the judge's ruling. They put it out before the judge's ruling, so you're not going to see anything after that. So you're saying that. So I'm trying to get you to see. The Utah documents, the Utah case, we will not see any more Matrix or Terminator, even the Terminator movies. Coming from from Hollywood. Coming from Hollywood, you will not. You will get the continuation of the work like the first three Terminators and the first Matrix. You will continue to get that quality of work because I already got 
uh, Matrix 4 out, and look, a Matrix Attraction will come. Some Matrix video games will come. Some other Matrix new stuff is coming. Matrix gaming, uh, Matrix uh, animation. You know, you're getting new stuff. You're not going to get any more reboot, reshoot, rehash, retrash. You're not getting any more garbage. You're going to get pure Matrix, like pure Gucci, pure Apple. You see what I'm talking about? That's what you're paying for. That's what you deserve. You don't deserve garbage. That's true. That's true. Uh, fascinating, uh, to say the least. Yeah, it really is. And, and by the way, thank you, Sophia, for sending in all those emails and, of course, the PDF format of The Matrix 4. Can't wait to read that. Yes, yes. I want you guys to go over it. You know, anything you need, I'll provide it for you. Because I want you guys to see that this is real. I'm the real thing. And people need to get the real. We, They love the Matrix around the world. I can't in good conscience let people cheat the people and hurt the people. It hurts me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And these people in Hollywood, all they care about is money. They don't care about you. They will give you some garbage and fool you. And then you'll be pissed off and you'll be, I want my money back. You'll be ready to hurt somebody. Oh, you know yes. what it feels like? to get an uh, Apple Jack and you thought that you're getting an Apple and you paid a thousand dollars for an Apple phone and you got an Apple Jack garbage, you're gonna be pissed off. That's true. Be furious with all that money you spend. That's right. And you and you know you're getting the real thing because you got Matrix Four in your hands right now. Read it. And look go on Amazon and Google it. Those people that are doing reviews, nobody's paying them. This is the real thing. I don't have anybody on my side except for God and the people who are interested in truth. All of those people interested in truth is behind me, and that's a fact. Yeah, and Max, do you do you have but, any parting questions before I let you go, my friend? Uh, no. First and foremost, thank you for answering those questions, Sophia and uh, Michael, for having Sophia on the show. I, when I heard about it, I was just uh, floored, to say the least, because uh, it's nice to have somebody on the show. Uh, that, um, you know, a writer and who has, you know, done something so profound. The uh, Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal. And, so, and you, uh, and you know, something, anybody out there that needs help and I can bust any case, uh, my case set the precedence of busting every theft case in Hollywood. And I'm not joking with you guys. I'm telling you the truth. I even sent over one minute and 45 seconds of the protective expression, Michael. Did you see that? You I, must yes. see that, and you must give it to him. He needs to see that. Yeah, Everybody I'm gonna, needs to see that. I'm going to post all of these documents on, on the website. And by the way, yes, I think, too, I really uh, have a great admiration for you for fighting for your rights as a writer, as a creator, as somebody who has intellectual property. Uh, because you hear so many issues or situations where people are getting screwed over and I'm in it. So I also have a different uh, appreciation for it too as well. I just, you know, obviously want you to hopefully receive some type of compensation for your work in these matters because I know the legal process can be quite brutal uh, for this particular type of thing. It's talked about all the time. Hopefully your case will be utilized in future cases where copyright infringement is an issue. Hollywood has changed over the last 20, really 10, 20 years in general, how scripts are now, you know, obviously distributed, how they are uh, acquired. There's a lot of different things that have 
actually happened on the studio level on the literary side of things to protect rights and to make sure that situations like this do not occur. So your case will yeah, probably... Yeah, but do you know that there's... Do you know they're still stealing? Do you know that? Absolutely. So you go on TMZ, go on TMZ, they're stealing music. They are still stealing. It's despicable. And, and, and I, and it's a RICO. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, copyright infringement. It's criminal copyright infringement because listen to me very carefully. You paid for a copyright from the government the same way that the studio paid for a copyright. So if a little boy that's 20 years old come and he downloads 10 copies of the Deadpool movie and he doesn't sell it, he just downloads, the FBI is going to come in and arrest him. If he, you put on some Google glasses to use the glasses to see and they think you're recording with those Google glasses, the FBI is going to come in and arrest you. Do you understand? So Absolutely. if these studio people steal your copyrighted work, the FBI has to come out and arrest them also. The same way they go out and protect their property, they have to protect your property because we both paid the same amount of money at the Library of Congress. We both right. paid the $35 or the $65 for protection. Right. But There's the no police... way that law, the law enforcement should send you to court. Listen to me carefully. Send you to court for, for, for copyright infringement against a billion-dollar corporation, against a hundred-million-dollar corporation. They'll eat you up. They'll eat up your, they'll buy your lawyers out. How do I know? Because they bought my lawyers out in both of the cases. But by the grace of God, I'm a paralegal. I worked for a Beverly Hills law firm. I studied under the Brooklyn and Manhattan attorneys. I have a degree in it. And I was able, by the grace of God, to go in there and beat them and set a president with a case that can beat any criminal copyright infringement case. That's yes. what I did for others because I wanted your work protected and I wanted us to have great diversity so we don't have to see those old garbage formula movies that they show that nobody is coming to see anymore. Because back in the day when they were buying from the people, we had great diversity, great stories, great movies because the people would write scripts and write books and they would, Hollywood would buy them and we would see all these movies. You could go back and look at all the black and white movies. All of those great movies are gone because they decided to steal. All I want is for it to go back to them buying from the people. Just pay for it. You, you got billions of dollars. You're not poor. Yeah, good point. You're not hungry. Buy. Buy from the people. It'll fill your theaters up. You'll have great movies on the screen. There's no reason to be greedy. You know what I'm talking about? The poor people steal because they're needy. The rich people steal because they're greedy. There's no need to be greedy. Pay for it. It's breaking the law of God. Pay for it. A salute to that. Uh, thanks again. Yeah, that's and, all uh, I want, you know. Yeah. yeah th thanks for the call, Max. Yeah, it's, it's, thanks again for uh, taking the call. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Sophie. I appreciate uh, it. You're welcome, Max. Anytime. And there and he Michael, goes. Michael, this has been a, yeah, been a very great pleasure. It really has. Being it, on your show. Uh, yes, it it was fantastic to finally get you in here and talk about this unscrupulous behavior from Hollywood, no doubt. By the way, Sophia, before we end this, I, I did want to get your take on extraterrestrial life, since we do talk about that here on this program. But um, do you do you have a few more minutes here? Yes, I do have a few more minutes, and I would like to talk about uh, alien technology. I have it in the Matrix Four book. 
Um, in fact, I, I would like to just you and I do a private talk on it. Yeah. And no, then I come back yeah. and do a and do a whole yeah, because well, once you read mm-hmm. read the Matrix Four book, I would like to come back and really do because I want to send you something from Homeland Security. Okay. That they sent me classified information because of the ship that I created in Matrix Four is an alien ship that they had captured back in during the Roswell incident. Per, and by the way, and they were. Uh, on that point, yeah. on that point there, uh, do you believe in extraterrestrial life? Well, let me tell you, this is what I believe. Have you ever had any experiences personally? Did you see any uh, strange lights at any time uh, growing up, Sophia? I'm, I'm very curious now. Oh, uh, well, let me tell you something. In Vegas, and you can Google Vegas, uh, Vegas, UFOs come across Vegas going towards Area 51 all yes, the time. Right. Everybody in Vegas see uh, UFOs. Have I seen any UFOs? Yes, I've seen some here in Vegas, a couple of them, and you know maybe three of I them. You know, so. and then I in my book I have some alien ships in the Third Eye Matrix where you see the Nebuchadnezzar and you see the new ship in Matrix Four. And one of my friends that had read the Third Eye Matrix book, his name is Stanley Lewis, and he said, "You know, you got an alien ship here." And I said, "No, I don't." And then of course he sent me over a video from YouTube where it was verbatimly a ship over a city that somebody had filmed. And it was the, it was the Nebuchadnezzar and in my third eye matrix book. So, and, and I got the other alien ship and Homeland Security called me because they're big matrix fans. They got autographed copies of my book and the FBI also. And Homeland Security said, you know, you solved the Roswell incident. And I say, what do you mean I solved the Roswell incident? Because I didn't know what they, what they were talking about. They said, well, you know, we captured these ships way back uh, in the, you know, the, in the 40s and the 50s, and we didn't know how they flew until we read the Matrix Four book. Um, my ship is identical to the ship they sent me uh, classified information from 1955 from the Pentagon. And Michael, I will send that over to you now, and let's just do a show on yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do a show. Do a show. I don't want to, and then I can get into details. Perfect. It didn't take yes. Too long. Yeah, to get into oh, detail I, yeah. on that. Understood, understood. That's got to be a, yeah, another show. No doubt. But I'm going to send you over the Homeland Security stuff right now. Okay, perfect. So when you read the Matrix 4, and then I'm talking about a wireless engine in Matrix 4. You know, like uh, Ford came out with the water engine, steam engine, you know, the steam engine boat, the steam engine car that ran with water. Yes. The old T-model Fords with water because there was no gasoline stations back then. And then, uh, then you, they came out with the gasoline cars, and then now the Tesla cars, the electrical car. Well, I've gone past that. That's and just a mess Four right book, now. Yes. <laughs> in the Matrix Four book, you're gonna see the first wireless engine that Morpheus and Neo is riding in that starts up with a musical note, which is a vibration. And you get to see this in the 2014 Super Bowl Kia, K-I-A. Kia commercial with Morphia. Did you hear what I said? Yes. They got it right out of my Matrix 4 book. My goodness. Can you believe? They i got to send you the letter. They just keep taking the material. It. Well, they acknowledged it. Can you imagine the lawyers acknowledged it in their letter to me? That's not that good. They got it right out of my book. <laughs> and you know they did. They got Morpheus because Morpheus and Neo is riding in it's the Space Matrix car on page 17. And the Matrix Tour book. But I'm going to send you the Kia commercial over so you can see it. 
and we're going to really go into details when I come back on your show again. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt. about alien technology that's in the Matrix 4, because I can't wait till you read everything, because you're going to have a million questions. Oh, I bet. I can't wait to read it. That's something I... Yes. And, the, yeah, the Matrix is always something that's fascinated me uh, since forever, since as long as I can remember, that, that movie was fantastic way back then, and, it, and it's still fantastic today. I just wish, of course, you got that recognition, but I believe... Uh, well, I, I, to... I do have the recognition. I wish, and I do have the recognition. Cause right. I all under... I need mm-hmm. is the recognition from the court, because you know, everything in the court goes into history. The proper the recognition, the screen, however. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, well, the stuff on the screen is a bunch of lies. All that screen credit. It's a, it's a crock of shit and lies. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. It's okay, you can say that. Uh, because they, 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 well, you know, I mean, they, they pay people and they, you know, the directors put their name on stuff so they can get credit and it's all about making money and getting money out of the budget. So nothing on the screen credit it can be possibly doesn't have to be true. Yes. I, and, but I don't know why people think that it is because I, I, I work for the studios, Columbia Pictures. I worked for Channel 13 with the Oscar Award producer, Terry Miller Datto. I worked for a national magazine out because I was the media. So I know how everything in the systems is ran with these biocracies. You know, I went to one of the best film schools, USC. Uh, one of my uh, boyfriends was the super superstar football player, Anthony Davis, who went to USC. Yes. Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I think I, I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, so I know, you know, how everything is, is done. So I did get the proper credit. People need to know through the court. That is the real credit. When you go into the court system, you go down in history. History is from the court system and not from media. The media Sometimes it's not real. It's fake news, fake media, just like Donald Trump was saying. So, but everything that's in the court system, because if you you're swearing under oath, and, and you're not going to commit fraud in that court. So this is why everything in the court system is is the real history book. That's what everything is based on. Understood. So I did get credit. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. That I that I deserve because if I didn't go to court. I would have never got the validation. Very true. And, Sophia, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program here. I, I know we spent a little extra time here, but I do appreciate it uh, tremendously. It's been a fantastic interview with you, and I can't wait to do part two with you in the near future. Yes, it's going to be great. It's just once you read everything, you're going to have a ton of questions. And I'm sending over that last document to you, the Kia commercial. And remember page 17, Neo and and Morpheus is in the uh, the Kia of uh, the space car, and that's what the Kia commercial is based on. Morpheus and, and Neo's ride in the and the uh, that new car that I'm talking about, the wireless engine. Perfect. Yes, definitely take a look at that, and and go ahead and plug your website one more time, Sophia. Yeah, go to go to my website uh, www.truthaboutmatrix.com or www.matrixterminator.com. And Matrix and Terminator is one word, so MatrixTerminator.com. And get the books, and people in foreign countries, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Walmart on demand as you have to order it. And once you order and pay for it, they'll ship it out to you. 
And my website, if you want ebooks, you can get them immediately. The ebooks for all ebook readers. Come to my website and there are physical books there too. MatrixTerminator.com. And I look forward to sending you documents. Just request anything you want. Look under the contact. My email is there and my phone number to reach me. Perfect. And I appreciate, appreciate you guys having me. No problem. Once again, thank you for being a part of the program. And I'll see you on the other side, Sophia. Yes. Talk to you soon. Right. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. And there she goes, ladies and gentlemen, Sophia Stewart. Great guest. Loved having her on. I do want to thank her for being a part of the program. And if you're listening to this on a replay, keep in mind you can listen every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the TuneIn Radio app. And, of course, if you enjoy this program and want to help fund this project, go to michaeldeacon.com and hit that donate button there. This program completely depends on its listeners. That means you sitting there. Share this program with your friends or even family that might even enjoy this, too. I'm Michael Deacon. Thank you for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Jerry. Oh, my. Yeah. I could tell that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me like bullshit. Like, if I just see it, it's clear. <laughs> How appropriate. I wish I could be in that ring with Holden right now. It's crazy. I had no idea they should have existed before 726. Oh, Grammy. I like Grammy. I'm going to keep you real. A lot of good content. A lot of, a lot of cool topics. You know, I, yeah, I feel, you know, fortunate to have an opportunity to speak to you guys tonight. That's what I want. Greetings. I must admit, I'm, um, Andy and, uh, Michael, um, I'm a bit, um, well, Frankie too, you know. I have got to say something to the Cubans. But I'm a bit depressed, uh, YouTube Sherry has gone postal and I believe it was from the Monroe Institute Focus Level 10. I kid, I kid.